welcome to the Generic Board Game Podcast, all the board gaming content you could possibly want for a fraction of the price. I'm your American host, Philip Millman. And I'm also your European host. I'm not Philip Millman, am I this time? No, I am Victor. I'm delighted to be here this evening or today or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Philip, we have an interesting subject, or at least I think it's an interesting subject for this evening's podcast. Before we do that, we just want to wish Vic a happy birthday. I think he's hit his majority now. He might be old <laughs> enough to vote and drink. Uh, uh, it depends on you're you're generally speaking in Ireland. You're you're always old enough to drink, and <laughs> you're probably old enough to vote as well, or sensible enough to vote. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, I have made it around the sun again one more time, and I am I'm not as young as I used to be. Which yeah, are you of the Advil generation where you know you sneeze incorrectly and oh, got to take some Advil for the pain? No, I, I I'll give you a good one. The um, I remember hearing from a podcast a long time ago, a guy, and it stuck in my head. One like one of these stupid things is you can tell how old you are by the sound you make as you ease yourself into your car seat. So you always make it kind of <laughs> as you get into your car seat, and depending on how loud that is, that's pretty much your age. Well, mine is, oh, God, oh, my knees, oh, my back. Okay, I, that, that should give you a sense of how old I am. Yeah, there you go, I'm just behind you. No, we, we do have an interesting topic today, or at least I find it interesting. Um, we are going to talk about train games, Woo-hoo. which seems to have a piece of many ba- board gamers' hearts. But before uh, we start with that, what have you played recently? Any train games? Uh, not strictly train games. Uh, I have been playing and shockingly loving Cosmic Encounter. If you remember on our last podcast, that listener that listened to the last time and is still around, I was talking a little bit about Cosmic Encounter, which, as you know, is one of the classic games out there, the one you play before you die, which is more to my heart these days since it's my birthday. And I had a copy of it years ago, didn't really gel for me, got another copy of it maybe 10 years back, again, didn't work. I blame the group I was with. Played it recently, having played the Game of Thrones version, which didn't really work for me. You see a pattern here? Um, So Mm -hmm. I went all out. Nothing works for you. (laughs) Nothing works, yeah. At my age, nothing works. I went all in and got the new edition of it from Fantasy Flight and tried it out and the first game was was okay it was intriguing we played a second game pretty quick because it is a fast game you can get it kind of banged out in an hour hour and a half and any more than that you're playing the game wrong and the second game was was really good and the week after that in our thursday night games played again everyone was up to play it and there was a few people that hadn't been there at the last thursday and they got into it and with a great fourth game, I think we could be on our fifth or sixth at this stage, but I'm really liking it. And it's interesting. Have you ever played it? No, I haven't. And that is one of those games I need to get off my, um, I don't own it, so it's not on my shelf of opportunity, okay. but I do need to get, I do need to play it. Um, maybe if you ever tell me the dates of NaveCon uh-huh. and I can find inexpensive enough tickets, yeah, I will come and play it. In Ireland with you. Well, I've told you that, and that's a guarded secret, and it's kind of like who shot J.R., who we still don't know. (laughs) And also, you know, I've offered you a 2% discount on the ticket, so, I, you know, 
we might get to 3%. It depends on the deals we make. What have you played <laughs> or what have you bought recently? So I've played a couple of games. Um, I have played uh, Fleet, the dice game, which is a, it's a fine roll and write. It's not exceptional, but it, it's fine. And the theme is good. And, you know, there's nothing really wrong with it. Um, it just doesn't spark my imagination. Okay. I've played Concordia, Ooh, wow. uh, which... Uh, which continues to be uh, my number two game of all time. I played a two-player game of it and a four-player game of it and enjoyed the heck out of it. I played a stupid little uh, dexterity game called Drop It. Oh, that's great. That's a great game. It is. Yeah. It's a great game, and it's just so maddeningly infuriating when you have two of the same color touch or, you know, two of the, two of the same shape touch, and you're like, oh, I... I could have been somebody. I could have been a contender, <laughs> but that's a lot of fun. And we were playing it with um, some of uh, some of my uh, friends' kids, and then um, and then I played Carnegie, another game of Carnegie. I played a two player version. It's it's good at two player, but it's much much better at three and four. Okay. So, uh, but I'm still very much liking Carnegie. It's a game I think might stick around. It has a lot of interesting parts to it. Um, I mean, we are talking of, you know, railroad barons of which Carnegie was not. He was standard in oil, but still, it's an interesting game and, and I really like it and I love the artwork and I like a lot of how a lot of these different things work. Mm. As far as what I've bought, I haven't bought anything. Um, I know that's hard to believe, okay. but it's been a good uh, couple of weeks for long dated Kickstarters and uh, game. What's it called? Gameforge, okay. which is sort of a comp competitor to um, to Kickstarter these days. And if you hear uh, a little kid in the background, my grandson is oh, here, fantastic. so he's he's uh, making noises, being very cute and not sleeping at I'd all. Probably make a better job of the podcast than we would. Let's be honest. You know, he probably far more intelligible too, <laughs> at eight months old. Uh, so I picked up. So what I received was Glenn Drover, who is a friend of the podcast, yes, and he did a very nice interview with. Uh, his game Mosaic uh, just came out. I have the uh, Colossus version, and when they say Colossus, they weren't kidding. First of all, I was lucky. I was home. The mailman comes down. This thing is maybe fifteen pounds. I don't know what that is in kilograms, but it, it's not that heavy. The mailman started rolling the box to get it to the front oh, door, and I'm no. like, stop. Stop. There was tremendous damage on the outer box, but fortunately the inner box was fine. Uh, there had The box is very, very large. There's been issues with shipping okay. in it. Hopefully uh, they have a new Kickstarter for the expansion. Hopefully they will not be using the same shipping method. Rolling. Uh, so it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, rolling. So the mosaic is gorgeous. I have not had a chance to get it on the table because of the Jewish holidays. And on Wednesday, this is being um, this is being uh, recorded on October sixteenth, which is a Sunday. Four days later, I'm going to be hop, or I guess three days later, I'm going to be hopping on a uh, plane to Italy oh, wow. for a week. Huh. Nice one. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I don't know how much board gaming I'll be doing there, but it'll be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, and then I received also from GameForge a game called Tindaya which uh, is an interesting tile-laying game. Uh, just with everything going on, I have not had a chance to play it, but I, I hope to be playing it soon. And uh, once I get back from Italy, uh, I plan on getting 
uh, to play some more 18. I'll be playing some 18xx games online. Ice. What have you been playing and what have you acquired? I, funny enough, I only yesterday I have, you know, the way you see in cartoons and so on, Tom and Jerry would have an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. As a Jew, I'm not 100% sure about that <laughs> but, mythology, but yeah, go you get ahead. The concept, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, I, I don't seem to have an angel on his shoulder. What I have is people going, you should really get this. You should get this. It's, it's, it's sort of like alcoholics. You know, if you had AA, but it was all ran by alcoholics so that you could become a better drinker when you, you finally kind of get to rock bottom. I don't know, like I, Somebody tapped me on the shoulder and went, you should get Mosaic. It's really good. Uh, so I, I pledged the mosaic, but now I'm I'm kind of um, looking at it going, okay, I ordered the Colossus edition, but there's an expansion for it. The expansion doesn't come out till April. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to wait that long because I can get the uh, Colossus edition by December or so. But as another friend of mine said, I'm looking forward to never playing it with you because it'll sit in your shelf. And I explained to him that, yeah, you and four other people because it's six player. What else did I play? I played, or I actually got through a few games that were sitting on my shelf of opportunity. I say that three times. Um, one of them was Flashpoint China Sea, which is like a combination of Fort Sumpner and twilight struggle that's a lot of fun really really a lot of fun i also played red flag over paris which is a lot of fun as well mm. it's it's like a, a slightly different version of fort something both gmt games i've i've a lot of gmt games i i need to get through and learn and as long as i can kind of touch base on them and go yeah i've done this now and i've played it i can put it back on my shelf without any shame in my heart. Outside <laughs> of that, I, I, I'm not sure I played a whole lot of other stuff. I did play, actually, I played an interesting little game. I played against my uh, 11 year old who was cornered, and it's called Land, Air, and Sea, or possibly Air, Land, and Sea, or whatever combination. Is that the Game One Games? Yeah, game? I think so. Yeah, there's. Um, yeah, the, ti- the tiny epic, uh, the guys yes, who do tiny it epic. Lo- it certainly looks like their stuff, and I know they've they've released another kind of version of it that that you can link with. It. Can't remember the name. The name mm. is really good, but yeah, it's it's quite neat. It's it's one of those games, and I like them like Love Letter, where you have, you know, maybe twenty cards. That's it, and you play the entire game out with that, and it's. Not overly complex, but yeah, there's there's a lot of choices in it. A case of learning the track, if you will, and and how the whole thing, you know, knowing what cards can come up and so on. But simple, it's it's, you know, you get it played in ten, fifteen minutes, a nice little filler. But it's two player only. Artwork mm. and everything's good. But yeah, that's good fun. Very nice, very nice. That sounds sounds like a lot of yeah. fun. Well, uh, I will I will probably have mosaic pay, played when I get back from Italy. Which you know, I'll, I'll be back in the la- by the last weekend mm. in um, October. I'm only in Italy, I'm only in Italy for a week, but uh, I'm looking forward. Is it mafia related? I know you're in finance, so as they say in the CIA, <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that statement. <laughs> what part of Italy are we talking about? We're going to be in Rome, Fantastic. and we're going to be in uh, four days in Rome and four day, uh, two days in. Oh, so. you're you're having a meeting with the Pope. I understand. Fantastic. That's brilliant. 
Yeah, well, uh, the Pope and I are probably going to play PAX Premier. So, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just don't pay him for money, seeming he's good with that. Look, you know, I think the Pontiff, you know, PAX Premier would be really funny, but uh, we'll have to go from there. So let's talk about train games, uh, which is one of my favorite topics. And it's kind of interesting to think about how much and how many games are dedicated to trains. And are train adjacent and they come in all shapes and sizes. When we were first thinking about this, because and I've been talking kind of offline that, you know, I like 18xx games, which are, for those that don't know, those are train games where you're playing uh, train robber barons of the 1800s, hence the 18 aspect of it. There's dozens of these games and you win by having the most money personally as opposed to having the best operating train. You know, you're laying track and you're running routes and, and trying to make money and dumping stocks and every, you know, a lot of things which would be illegal in today's stock market, which I find kind of clever. <laughs> but there's also much simpler train games, right? So one of the very first games that I taught my kids was Ticket to Ride, mm -hmm. where you're you know, you're not building um, trains, but you're building routes. You know, you get points for having the longest route by train in it. It's sort of, inst you know, it's a simple card matching game, you know, route building. But it, it, it's, it, you know, but the, but the theme and, and everybody seems to love the trains of the 1800s. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's due to the, the burgeoning industrial spirit, the beginning of greatness in the United States or not now that, and we'll leave the political comments of whether it's still great or not. It, it just embodies this sort of adventurous spirit and go forth that you, it seems to be really missing in a lot of other genres, mm. right? You don't necessarily, and theoretically you should have that in space games, and yet there are far fewer space games, and they don't quite embody the same sort of almost wholesome spirit of, exploring the land and connecting everybody and it's just very different yeah. and i'm not quite sure what the allure is but it certainly has the allure for me i'll tell you what i think i'll give you a theory here's a victor theory there's a solidity to it that you don't get with space games i notice mm. this from video games and so on that if you have like a world war ii video games people understand that they know what a sherman tank is they know what a tiger tank is and so on with trains like they're big you've seen them when you were young you were fascinated with them and you saw lots of cowboy movies where there was always a train robbery i mean you have so many movies that the train is a big part of it like if the what's it called the the um arctic express or get mm -hmm. this wrong you you've you've you know every cowboy movie back in the 60s and 70s you had guys trying to rob a train and it was a challenge and it was big and it was the train was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And we are fascinated by trains. Now, I, some people are completely caca about trains. You know, they're just insane about it. You, and love trains are just there's a certain magic still to trains that you don't get with any other vehicle. Mm -hmm. And it translates well to board games. Plus, the other thing is it's kind of cool making money, you know, on something like that. I mean, it really is. And then you, know, you think about other train games or, you know, theoretically train adjacent games like mm -hmm. uh, there is a wonderful deck building game called Trains. Yeah. By the same designer who did Yokohama, Aishi, I think is his name. 
and what he did is he took Dominion essentially and said, all right, let's put a train map on it. And you're building trains in Japan. The fact that you're laying track elevates deck building, which is an okay mechanic in and of itself, right? Dominion isn't quite as good as, you know, it, it's got some interesting points. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of randomness with the cards and so forth. Yeah. By putting this deck builder and doing track laying on top of it has made it just a phenomenally interesting game. Yeah. And, and, and there's, you know, a little bit of resource management and so forth. And I'm thinking, you know, here again is a train game where train aspect of it really elevates the type of game it is. And then there's another game, um, Isle of Trains, which I own and love. It's a small, it's a small car. It's a small box game. It's just a deck of cards. And you're, and what you're doing is you're trying to build up these trains so that you can deliver goods. It's really a delivery game. And by yeah. when you deliver it to a particular city, you get a contract and that gives you points as well as having the, uh, the best, you know, as well as having the best train, it gives you points, but it's a nice little game. It's the art is just very classic and cute sort of 1950s cartoons you know, there's something about having this multi-use card game, but with the trains, it just makes it just sort of elevates it a little bit. And then you go to games like Age of Steam mm. or Iberian Rails, even Russian Railroads, which really isn't a train game, but it kind of is. Yeah. Again, a, 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 a lot of fun. And there is something about, you know, the majesty of the train that seems to really a lot of people just seem to relate to. It's interesting you should say that uh, because that gives me time to think of something before I talk. If I say it's interesting, you should say that. But there is, I think there's, it gives it a more real feel. As you said, space games can be a little bit, uh, you know, abstract. Things like Star Wars and Battlestar Galactica and so on, we can relate to them because they've got a history or they've got, you know, they've got a lot of canon to back them up. But trains we grew up with. We've all been on a train, pretty much. You know, we've all watched, you know, programs with trains. Mm -hmm. Trains are, you know, part and parcel of everything, pardon the pun, that we're involved in. When we were kids, you know, we would have had toys. You know, you, you know, horn. I, I never, I, I'm not a mad train kind of toy fan, but some people just go insane for Hornby trains mm -hmm. and big train displays and so on. And you don't see the same level of detail in, now I know you, you got miniature games and so on, but that's a, a game game as opposed to a diorama, but you don't see the same level of nerdiness going into other games as you would see kind of hardcore train fans going all in with their Hornby trains and, and their interest in it and the money they're willing to spend to put something together. I agree. I mean, I, I was just, and it's, and it's interesting how many different types, because there's cube train games. So, you know, one designer who has a lot of kind of these cube games is Amabel Holland. She has Soline. Um, she has uh, Transatlantic, but she also has, you know, the various gauge games, which uh, Capstone Games is putting yes, in Yes, yes, yes. You know, Irish gauge and Iberian gauge. And again, you know, those are those are games that people just seem to enjoy. Yeah. And it's just it, it's very interesting how this one genre goes from the very simple like Ticket to Ride to uh, the very complex, complicated 
not necessarily complicated, but just, you know, very difficult decision trees like Age of Steam, uh, which is a great game and, you know, runs about mm-hmm. three or four hours or the 18xx games, which can run up to eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. What are, what are some of your favorite uh, train games? I'm going to be very patriotic and say I really like Irish Gage. I have a copy. I got it when it came out, which is not that long ago. No. And it's it's. I played it with lots of people because it's a very simple game. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's some good decisions in it. You could teach it to someone in short time. I mean, I played it with my kids. I've played it with friends. I played it with gamer friends and so on. And it's one of those games I wouldn't get rid of. And yet, <clears throat> there isn't. It needs a little bit more as a, as a more serious gamer. It would be nice to have a little bit more of decision-making and kind of complexity. But then again, it's a fantastic entry-level game. What about yourself? Tell me what you like. Uh, so uh, I've already talked, I think, about most of the ones that that really immediately come to mind that I really, really enjoy. So on the very simple side, I, I do like Ticket to Ride. I don't play it that often because, mm-hmm. you know, and my kids are grown and they're not really into board games. And it's certainly a game that I would play with younger people and people getting introduced into the ho- uh, hobby because it is, it is a very good, simple game. For the mid-level games, um, I would say Isle of Train, uh, yeah. small box, plays quickly. It's good two to four. Um, I mean, when I say small box, it's about the same size of a box of, you know, cards, really. Mm-hmm. Great game for, you know, sort of a bigger box, which I mentioned before. And the name is Hayishi, so I did get his last name correctly. Uh, trains and also rising sun expansion by aeg games it's deck building with a map and you don't think it deck building is deck building and map is map it's really different and it really adds a lot to it and then when you start going into more complicated games uh age of steam with all its various maps is really really good uh eagle eagle griffin games recently did a remastering and a deluxe version of it Get the little wood trains. It's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Really excellent game. It's a little bit more complicated in the rule set just because there's a couple things going on that you got to keep track of with the pickup and delivery aspect of it. But again, great game. Some really interesting maps. Um, the game is best at three players. Uh, it, it, I'm sorry, the game is really three to five players. They have mm-hmm. some two-player maps. Uh, three to five is really where it needs to be, and, it, and it's a commitment in time. It's not a, you know, it's not an hour, hour and a half game. Although if everybody goes bankrupt, which you can, it does. And then, <laughs> and then the 18xx games, um, the ones, you know, if you're ever interested in it, uh, I would certainly start with 1830 or 1889. Now you tell me. <laughs> 18, right. 1846 <laughs> is kind of a, a lighter, gentler version of 18xx, but it has a couple of rules. In it. And the nice thing about 18xx, the rule set is really not that hard. Yeah. And 1830 is kind of the base. And then literally most of the other rule sets uh, up until recently when they're starting to do it more like modern board games where they really go into the rules. All the other rules were like, take 1830 and change these rules. (laughs) Literally, those were the rules. That was really the rule set. 1830 and 1889, uh, 1889 takes place in Japan are just really, really good. There's 18 Chesapeake, which is interesting. There's HGB, which is Great Britain. Also good. I think there's an Irish one, but I don't remember. I do like Irish Gage, um, but I wouldn't put it in my top set. 
but it's a great cube game. I, it, it, I, I'm not going to deny it. it's a great cube game. Mm-hmm. And if someone said, "Hey, Phil, we're playing Irish Gage," I would be like, "Okay, uh, make a seat for me." Yeah, you were you were straying into um, Forrest Gump shrimping there when you were like, "There's 1830, there's 1835, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the 18s." <laughs> no, there there's so many. There are just so many. But just but if you're going to start, 1830 and 1889 are probably the best two to start. Maybe 1846, but uh, which is the Midwest one, um, which is very interesting and a lovely map. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I have one sitting in my office. I can't remember what it is. I need to pull it out. It's a GMT. Obviously, it's a GMT game. Probably 18. Well, GMT has a bunch. Sponsored by GMT. They, they have a bunch. They do. They absolutely do. And I remember looking through various forums going, what's the best one to start with? And they were like, yeah, try this. I know it's not 1830, but I might pick up 1830. I see it's two to seven players. Uh, maybe eighteen, maybe eighteen forty-six. The race for the Midwest. That's a GMT game. Actually, I think that's what I might have. Yeah, there's there's a couple of rules in there that are just a little different than everybody else's. It is. That's exactly the game I have. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm looking yep. at it there. It's it's yep. a good. No, I must give it a try. It's a good game. Um, you know, it does take three to four hours to play. Uh, what I love about the eighteen XX games is. There's a level of meanness that you really don't see in a lot of other games. Now, there's Take That games. Just by the way, for 18xx games, just keep in mind, the way you win is not by having the best train companies, by having the most personal money. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, I really like that as a mechanic, yeah. And what can happen is, as you have to buy shares and so forth, and whoever has the most shares controls the trains and so forth. And what's interesting is, is after a certain amount of time, trains rust out which means these trains that could only go to you know between two stops eventually become so outdated that you can't run them anymore and they go away which means you're always having to constantly buy new trains if you're the owner of a company that needs to buy new trains to be able to run it and the company has no money you have to use your personal money to now run those trains so what can happen is you can have somebody and this happened to me more than once. And saying it happened to me, I have yet to do it to somebody else. Oh, and by the way, you can't sell shares of your company if there isn't somebody else with at least two shares. Okay. So if everybody else one share, you that's it. You're that that's your company. You can't do anything. But what can happen is you can run a, a company into the ground, then chuck all your shares, and then if there's a, a schmuck like myself who still has two, all of a sudden I end up. R- being the president of this new company and I'm having to use my personal money to buy trains and so forth. And if I can't, I'm bankrupt and I, and and the game immediately ends and I lose. That's interesting. There's a mechanic similar to that in the game period 2030. Mm. It's a, a favorite of mine where you buy, you don't own the country, you buy shares in it. And no matter how many times you explain that to a person early on when they're playing, it takes a while to set in where you could be running say india mm-hmm. it's a it's a global kind yeah. of um, risk style game and you absolutely run it into the ground and then walk away from the country mm-hmm. and go to switzerland mm-hmm. and but you've made your money out of it and it's a basket case when you're finished with it but you know there isn't enough time to get it back up and going mm-hmm. to the end of the game mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's all about making making your points I'll tell you one thing you said there, which is interesting because I have a few things on my list, which, and I like the term, I heard it recently with the rings of power, 
were a, a massive Lord of the Rings fan. We were kind of egging him on going, is it as good as Lord of the Rings? And he said, it's Lord of the Rings or it's Tolkien adjacent. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about train adjacent games. So I have a few on my list mm. that I think are worth discussing. Mm-hmm. Shall I? Absolutely, please. I'll give you one. And uh, I wonder if you'll agree with me. Power Grid, I think, is a train adjacent game. Yes, it is. And instead of having train tracks that you're running, you're running power grids. I mean, you're running cable. Yeah. You're, you're running cable. And absolutely, I would say that's a train adjacent game. It doesn't have quite the nostalgic kick of a train, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good game, and it's that that's very interesting. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I just thought about that. Great idea. I've only got one idea, like a day, so I, I can't really have nothing else. Not quite similar fashion, but it, it is somewhat 18xx adjacent is uh, the game by Raymond Chandler, who we've also had on our show, uh, City yeah. of the Big Shoulder, Okay, where you have to worry about stocks and you have to worry about building up companies. Um, now, granted, these are goods companies out of Chicago and, and not trains, but it, it has kind of somewhat of a, of a feel of building an industry or building multiple industries in this case. And, you know, owning stocks and trying to have the most money uh, for yourself personally. Another game that is that could be considered train adjacent in kind of a weird way and work with me here. And it's a game that is very rarely mentioned these days. Panamax. Oh, OK. I, are you familiar? Are you familiar with that? I, I'm, I'm certainly familiar with the name and I bet you I could spell it if I took a run of it. So Panamax is one of those games that I wish got a reprint and I wish got more loved because it's such an excellent game. It's a dice placement game, but it is very much a pick up and deliver game where you're trying to get goods through the Panama Canal. And there's a lot of things that are going on that you're tr- you're constantly worrying about, not too dissimilar in many respects uh, you know, that, you know, like the age of steam. And it, again, it's one of those games where it's not how much money the companies make, but it's how much money you have in your own personal purse. Yeah. Now that's a fantastic mechanic. There's a couple of mechanics I've always liked, and that's one of them moving right along. I will give you one. It's a little bit lesser known, but it's, it, it is, you know, intents and purposes a train-ish game is canal mania mm. i don't know if you've ever heard of i it. have not canal mania is a game not sure how i wound up with it but it's another game i'd never part with it's set during 1900s in the uk where you had all of these big name engineers like burnell and, and various other engineers i can't remember quite now who were involved in canal building schemes and you're building, rather than building train tracks, you're building canals and there's different types of terrain, like any good train game that you pay more to get through. But at the end of it, then you wind up shipping goods. So it's similar to Steam, but the one twist on it is you have engineers. Actually, it's very similar to Steam. You have engineers that give you a little boost and you pick an engineer for the season to help you. So give you a little bit of an extra boost to build something like maybe he can build longer tracks or he makes certain things cheaper or he has some other ability to help. Mm-hmm. And it's a really nice game. And the, the funny thing about it is it's a lovely looking game. Like it's got some old style art on it mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like a kind of gentlemanly game. 
but just like a swan they're furiously pedaling underneath like it's 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 an absolutely cutthroat game it's a bit more forgiving than steam i find steam to be when you have a group of people who know the game one mistake and you're done you know you're you'll lose the game by a few points mm. and you know halfway through whereas canal mania you do have a chance to recover from it again it's similar to it's it's kind of an also ran steam type game but yeah no it's a nice little game but it's just they've flipped it as in hmm. you're you're working on canals rather than trains awesome awesome so i think we've uh ran this i think we've run out of coal on this on this particular topic <laughs> I, I, I like the way you've done that um there is i'll throw in just before we go i'll throw in a few but i won't go into details on them is um and you can say yes or no to these would you consider brass to be a, a um train game you know i've thought about that we've talked about that a little bit mm. it certainly incorporates a lot of the mechanisms of a trains and and if to think about it, it really is a train game right because Age one is instead of track, it's canals, mm-hmm. and then age two is trains. But it has all of the mechanics of train games. It certainly has, you know, the card play where you need to have a card to be able to place an industry in a particular city. You know, sort of like ticket to ride in in a way. It's got the pick up and deliver. Um, you know, especially with Lancashire, Lancashire, uh, or bring it. I'm sorry, Birmingham. I would say it's a train game. I absolutely would. And certainly, you know, Martin Wallace is not a stranger to train games, both with Age of Steam and Steam. Yeah, Yeah. you know what? Final verdict, it's a train game. (laughs) The the other few I'm going to throw in there, uh, just to be awkward, is, and it is Martin Wallace. He does like a good train. Yeah, you got to admire him for that, is Australia. Trains feature in that, and that's a lot of fun. Um, but the other one, I, I okay, I'm not familiar. I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it's it's a neat. They they just like brass. They're part of it, but it's a it's a kind of industry game. It's like a Cthulhu meets brass. I suppose is the best way of putting it. But <laughs> I was thinking is uh, even Dominoes, if you look at it in a certain way, is a train game. Yeah, you know, I know there's Mexican train. So let me ask you a question. Do you, would you consider mm-hmm. Great Western Trail to be a train game? I, you know what? I, I've played it once, maybe twice, and it's got a train in there. So it's a train. Did you ever see the um, Lego movie, the original one that came out a few years ago? With um, Yes. There was one character in it who was like, spaceship, spaceship, spaceship. Yes. Yeah. I think anything that's got a train that's a train game, even if it's got it on the box and it doesn't have anything in it. If you have, you know, scantily clad women just leaning over a train, but there's nothing in the in the box that has anything to do with trains, there's a fair chance it's a train game. There's a lot of train games and more so than any other method of transport. I go out in the limb and say. I do think that's interesting. And 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 we did fail to mention the roll and write train game. Mm. Railroad Inc. Yeah. Didn't work for me. Yeah, it didn't work for me yeah, either. Yeah, it's funny that I don't roll and write just doesn't seem to work for me. Very, very few work for me. I, I liked baseball highlights twenty forty five. I thought that was good. Uh-huh. There's kind of a roll and build that I like. That's called Era. Yes, which is building a like a medieval town, which is kind of a roll and build in my opinion. Uh, yeah, most roll and writes don't really work, and and even 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 the uh, even even the fantastic theme of trains cannot save most roll and rights you know i think we should have a roll and write yeah podcast 
Yeah, we're, we're going to alienate at least one of our viewers. So half of them. Yeah, half of them. That's exactly it. Yeah, all of Europe, basically. The um, <laughs> I think, yeah, for further podcasts, maybe we'll have a crack at a roll and write, or maybe we'll even get in some people to advise us on roll and write and how good they are. And then we could just rubbish everything they say and, and just go our own way with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, with that, uh, once again, it was a pleasure talking with you, sir. And I look forward to our our next conversation. Absolutely. Let's let's do it sooner rather than later when you get back. But uh, I thank you for your talk on trains. I feel more educated. But then again, you know, I always feel more educated when anything really, if I see a tree, I feel more educated than I was yesterday. Yeah, maybe, maybe we do tree games next and we can talk about all four of them. I've already thought about four or five that they came straight into my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not such a bad thing. No, no, not not at all. Listen, uh, as we like to say, uh, you know, once again, uh, thank you very much. And what we'd like to say is keep playing more games. Oh, you can never play too many games. It's, you know, it's that thing. Game more. Love out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good talking to you guys. Yeah. Mind yourself. Bye bye. All right. Take care. <laughs>